You think you know what we're going to talk about. But unfortunately, I fell down a damn rabbit hole and I've not gotten out yet. <laughs> Knife bros. I literally googled Sebastian Stan hands. But just when you least expect it, we changed the game. Well, yeah, because like, usually in astrology, they would partner up air signs with fire signs. All right, you can, you can huggle. Time travel stories. and At the end of the day, only one thing matters. We decide. Well, we should make it a topic. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't take German in school. I barely took, I took Spanish and I don't remember any of it. Three Fates Decide podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Three Fates Decide. I am one of your co-hosts, Liz, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Sam and Mary. Say hi. Hello. Hello. Okay, so um, this episode we're doing uh, something a little different. Well, not that we don't do uh, topics that are occasionally a little different than what we uh, have done a lot recently, but um, hey. <laughs> Uh, we did say we, uh, like to change things up a bit. Um, so this episode we're going to talk about astrology, which is kind of an odd topic, but, you know, I, I joke about how it's, uh, one of my weird pandemic hobbies that I picked up. So astrology is like a very, you know, there, there's a lot of things you can talk about with astrology, so many ways that astrology can be used to examine, you know, all sorts of things in your life, in the world at large. But we're going to discuss basics about astrology, like the most basic thing you kind of learn uh, when you're starting to look into this topic. So, um, Basically, the starting point is your own personal birth chart, or otherwise known as a natal chart. Um, it's basically the chart that is created, you know, what, what the heavens, if you will, appear to be like at the date and time you were born. So we're just going to go over some of the basics about, you know, how, what do you need to know? And um, to a certain degree, how do you interpret things in said birth chart? I guess like uh, before we dive into this, like uh, what do you guys know about your own uh, charts and your own, you know, about astrology? I am a Gemini. I am a true Gemini and that's about it. <laughs> um i know i'm an aquarius sun and i'm a libra moon and that's a, really about it yeah yeah i didn't i didn't know anything until you did my natal chart and sent it to me Same. and i was reading it and i oh scared <laughs> a little accurate um, a little too but, accurate right sam yeah, on, on a lot of things. And I was just like, all right, that's a little creepy. I mean, yeah. obviously not everything, but yeah. Like reading my life story that it I went, didn't write. It went to like a woo-woo territory. Yeah, so, some things, some things that like I was reading it, I was like, I never even realized, but that's so true. I really am like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's like, it's, you know, you don't, you don't realize, you know, I always, again, you know, like I said, I'm a Gemini. I am a true Gemini. Um, you know, my twin likes to pop out every once in a while. My family called me Sybil when I was little because I could change personalities in a split second. Um, so it's real. If you want to know, twin <laughs> is real. Uh, and my mom, if you believe in like, you know, uh, fortunes, but like mediums and things like that, she went to a, I guess she did like the tarot cards or whatever. And the woman was like, you know, I'm the baby of four. And the woman was like, oh, do you have five children? And my mom's like, no. And she's like, did you lose one? Did you have a miscarriage? Whatever. And my mom's like, no, no, just the four. And she, 
she's looking at the cards and she looks at my mom. She goes, you have a Gemini, don't you? Boom. Four and five, baby. Yeah. So whenever, after, after that, whenever I used to get upset, my dad would call me number five. <laughs> Which, of course, then would get me laughing because it's just, you know. Yeah. Right. And we'll <laughs> Hence the woo territory now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty much spot on for Aquarius, cause, but I don't know. A lot of it was very spot on, but then there were a few things I'm just like, no, no. But then others is like, okay, they've been, who, 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 who put the camera on? Who's been spying on me? <laughs> That's how accurate it is. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, like, I was, I remember, like, um, so for the two of you, I did, just just to clarify to the audience um, listening to this, I am not a professional astrologer. I am at best a, you know, student of it, uh, because I, I was genuinely very curious, and I started diving into it, because it's my weird pandemic hobby. Um, and, you know, so, like, I did do a lot of research to create a chart based off of the info that uh, Sam and Mary gave me. So um, for me, my own nail chart, I had it done uh, professionally. Actually, I had it done by two separate astrologers because the thing is, is that with astrology, um, especially when you talk to people who are professionally doing this sort of thing, they will have similar you know, ideas, but they may have slightly different philosophies and approaches to how they do uh, astrology and how they interpret things. I mean, it's just like, you know, scientists who happens to be, you know, like, um, you know, people who study like plants, botanists, they may have different specialities, they may have different focuses on their research, you know, different per ways they're interpreting and, you know, studying the subject so it was it was really interesting like while they did agree with like many of the things between the two different uh astrologers that i had my chart done by but it was kind of interesting like what things they included and what they did you know what they included and what they didn't include in the reports that i had uh received but but you know it, it's always it's always good to get you know second opinions and different perspectives but yeah i i thought my chart was like like you guys like it was mostly right about me i mean it even pointed out things that it never really occurred to me until like i sat down and thought about it and realized huh that is actually pretty true now that i think of it <laughs> yeah there were there my i had my own uh woo woo moments when i was reading the report it's like you know who who's been watching me now <laughs> no, um, I lied. My moon's Leo, not not Libra. I'm an Aquarius Sun Leo moon. Yeah, I'm a Libra moon too. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not a Libra moon. I'm a Leo moon. Oh, see, I'm the Libra moon. You're the Leo moon. Hmm. Yeah, it does yeah. get a little confusing. I'm stealing my sign. <laughs> <laughs> okay so we better we'll just get cracking into this so some of the basic things that you need to know to get started to kind of understand the basics of astrology and once you understand these like basic uh some of these basic details then you can explore and expand further um into all sorts of mysteries and try to understand things and uh before we start again we're not saying that you have to 100 percent believe in this i mean it's perfectly fine to think this is all complete utter garbage and nonsense but you know for me personally i use this as a as just one way of self-reflection self-discovery trying to figure out you know what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses um and, you know, maybe ways to, like, either improve myself or ways to kind of work around 
the negative things that are a part of me because, you know, we all, we're all trying to be better. So some basic facts. There are 10 planets slash signs that you study up on um, in, in astrology, and there are four additional signs that are not really planets, but, you know, we'll get to that. Um, there are two polarities with every sign. Um, there are three modalities, four elements, five aspects, um, 12 signs in the zodiac, and 12 houses. So let's get into it. So the different plants and signs that are a part of your chart. Okay. So you have the planets, sun, which for the purposes of astrology, is considered a planet. The moon, again, which is also considered a planet in astrology. You have Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. And then you have four additional miscellaneous signs, which I mentioned. You have the rising sign, the descendant, midheaven, and the IC sign. So you kind of need to know these things because, you know, how these things are arranged in your birth chart is supposed to kind of explain uh, aspects of your personality. Um, so I'm going to cover the three most significant out of these uh, particular signs. So there is the sun, the moon, and your rising sign. These three are colloquially known as the big three. Uh, because these three particular signs are pretty strong and dominant parts of your personality, um, which is why, like, even people who are just starting out, they make sure they know what those what the big three is for them. And in fact, like, if if, if I remember correctly, there was a thing like was it on TikTok or somewhere where like people were like sharing like oh what's your big three you know how do you find what your big three is <laughs> <laughs> um i can't remember if it was tiktok or somewhere else so the sun is the most famous of the signs because literally whenever people used to throw that line of like oh what's your sign you know what's your sign the sun sign is what they're asking um just as the sun is the center of the solar system the sun sign is the core part of your personality. It is your ego. It is the most, inter it's like the it internal sign of, you know, it, it's the um, most internal aspect of who you truly are deep down inside. Oh boy. And you were saying, Sam, you are a Gemini and Mary, you are an Aquarius. So does that fit you, your signs? <laughs> Civil. For the most part, yeah. <laughs> and uh, for, uh, um, I didn't mention mine earlier, but I am a Pisces. Um, so for those of you who happen to be interested in astrology already, you probably wouldn't be that surprised that I am a Pisces because apparently Pisces are really into uh <laughs> spirituality and religion and uh you know the uh mysterious transcendence and whatnot um then the next sign i mentioned is part of the big three is your moon sign the moon represents your emotional side the how do you process things emotionally how do you perceive things um on an emotional level um especially how you react to things instinctively. And as a little side fact, um, the moon sign can also be a representation of your mother um, in certain uh, astrological interpretations. Um, so you guys, was your moon sign that I did for you correct when yep. I did them for you? <laughs> I'm like I'm rereading re re mine now. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's pretty much the polar opposite, literally on the chart. On the charts, my moon sign is from my sun sign. Uh, but yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it does get, it does feel kind of weird when two of your big three happen to be polar opposite signs of each other. It does, it does get a little strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and let's just say that being that I'm adopted, I have no idea if it does represent my mother or not. But if we go by my adopt, if we would just just not say I was adopted, it, it it is does not represent my mother in any way, shape, or form at all. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. My about... mother is also an Aquarius, but my mother is like all Aquarius. She's more Aquarius than I am. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if this is exactly like my mom. For me, I mean, it's me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that literally your mom is a Libra, if you're if you're a Libra moon as an example, but I think it, it means that like your relationship with your mom can be also reflected to a certain degree by your moon sign, like, you know, how your relationship with her is but again like i was saying it 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 gets used in certain um readings like when when people take your birth chart and they and they're like trying to look at certain like answer certain questions you know just like in tarot you have you ask questions and you use the cards to interpret it you do something similar with your birth chart is that like sometimes the questions you're answering are right there and they use the planets and the positions and everything to figure this out. Um, but anyway, so the final three of the big three is the ascendant rising sign. So what's really interesting about this sign is that um, this is a sign that is completely dependent on the time of your birth. This is the reason why astrologers, when you um, have them do your birth chart uh, for you, they need to know this. They'll ask you, like, oh, what time were you born? Because literally, your rising sign is a representation of where, what sign the sun is in the sky um, when you, at the moment you're born. Um, basically, the, the concept is that, like, it's a 24-hour day. So roughly, not not exactly, but roughly every two hours, your, you know, the sun is basically rising up in the rising and falling in the sky, and it's changing signs as it does so. Which is why it, it's particularly interesting because the rising sign is um, also represents like well, when you are born. This is how you appear in the world physically. So your rising sign is how your you your personality shows up to people when you first present yourself to people. Um, so it's very symbolic. So, okay, so you guys, what do you think about your rising signs? Like, does, does it actually fit? Yes. You know what it says. Uh, my, my rising sign is... Uh... <laughs> is Libra, so it it, it, it kind of, it's like half me, but the other half is like I, I'm full on Libra when it comes to this too, or not Libra, but Leo. So it's just kind of really strange. Yeah, I mean, since the big three are the major signs in your chart and supposedly your personality, like there are aspects of all three of those things that come out and they kind of interplay with each other differently. So. It's perfectly fine to say that, like, you know, you don't, you don't feel like your your rising sign is quite you. But the other side of it also is like, how do other people perceive you to be? You know, that's that's the other thing. Yeah, uh, for me, like my rising sign, I happen to be a Virgo rising, which is really funny because that is the complete opposite of my sun sign. So I'm sure I probably confuse people quite a bit because it's like you have, I'm like this emotional, you know, quote unquote, psychic, woo-woo, spiritual, sensitive person. And yet when people meet me, I am apparently very detailed, serious, and no nonsense. And weirdly enough, that is actually correct. 
<laughs> I mean, at first, like, it confused me because I knew the Pisces part actually made sense. But then I, but then thinking about it, I kind of realized that when I'm at school and when I'm at work, I am, I have a tendency to be pretty no nonsense. Like, I, I don't always necessarily spend time chit chatting um, instead of working. I'll just try to go over this really quickly. Um, so, right opposite of your ascendant in the chart is your descendant. Now, the descendant sign represents um, how do you view relationships in general, and also it's supposedly an indicator of who, like what you're looking for in terms of a partner, uh, romantic, or you know, if you're marriage minded, who you know what your spouse is like, like what kind of personality traits are you looking for? And it gets kind of interesting to see whether that pans out or not. And for me personally, mine happens to be a Pisces as well. So apparently I need a very compassionate, uh, sensitive person, which actually I kind of feel like that's true. I don't know about you guys. Um, I'm a Leo. Yeah, an Aquarius like ascending and a descendant is Leo. Yeah, do you feel like that's kind of what you're looking for? A guy who has those kind of traits? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the descendant doesn't mean that you are definitely going to end up with a Leo necessarily, but, you know, it yeah. does definitely indicate <laughs> he has to have those traits, though. I mean, you know, there's certain Leos <laughs> that I would accept. <laughs> of course there, there's one leo you would accept what are you talking about sam and we all know who it is <laughs> it always gets brought up it's funny sorry that was my fault hey there's an i mean hey it just you know, shows no... we're meant to be i'm just saying right <laughs> the stars will it <laughs> yes and and i'll tell you right now this one for my descendant that is bullshit i already had that i don't ever want it again <laughs> that's how yeah. i got my kid i don't ever want that shit again <laughs> uh, maybe if i uh, meet him I'm, I'm gonna bring him my natal chart and be like look we're meant to be not fighting it kindness <laughs> also please <laughs> but no for me my Did descendant is aries yeah, <laughs> right. So my descendant is Aries. Let's just say it says my ideal partner is someone with a fiery personality who can stir up my enthusiasms and help me deal with conflict. That's how I got my daughter. No, thank you. And she's a damned Aries as well. No, thank you. Uh, well, you can't say he didn't have an impact on your life, though. <laughs> Okay, so another sign we should talk about is the Midheaven, which is the sign that influences your career. Um, it's meant to be like what type of career you're looking for. Um, so for me, mine happens to be um, a Gemini. Um, apparently, I'm, you know, ideally I should be able to have a career where I communicate a lot and, you know, whether it's like verbally or writing or whatever, um, basically passing out to people like mess, you know, important messages and issues that, um, I want to share with people. Um, in relation to my actual, what I actually do professionally, it's not happening all that much, but Hey, maybe this is a sign that, uh, I should consider changing at some point. <laughs> Maybe. It says, I need a career where you can use your intuition, make emotional connections, and provide security for your family. If I could ever find a job as a nurse, that would that, that pretty much is it. Mine is uh, Sagittarius. You're happiest with a career that offers independence, the opportunity to broaden your mental horizons, and plenty of frequent fly flyer miles. 100%. I don't do that, but I would love to have... How many times have I said it? Uh, in in one of our chats, I want a job that I can travel the world. That's what I want more than anything. Like it's mm -hmm. it's crazy. And then obviously, like the independence and the broaden my my mental horizons one hundred percent. And I think that's why I've been feeling so stuck. 
because I have yet mm. to find that job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I kind of feel like I'm in the same boat as you, Sam, because like, you know, like I was saying like with mine, mine is Gemini and, you know, I, that's not what I'm actually doing as, you know, what I'm doing now. But thinking of, when I was thinking about it, I kind of realized that it does fit with my old longtime dream of being a writer, being a novelist, actually. It, it fits. <laughs> yeah. So it's not that off. It's like what I want to be, but is it really what I am right now? No. So, hey, dream. Dream big. Aim for the stars, if you, as it were. I'm trying. Um, yeah. Okay, so the IC sign is the opposite of the midheaven. So it basically reflects on um, your family and home life. Yeah, so um, what do you guys think? Like, um, how do you feel about yours? Oh, I'm Gemini. And I mean, it's not, eh, not really. It's what I probably would like, but it's not obviously anything that has happened. So who knows? Maybe in the future it'll be true. But, you know. No, for me, no. Yeah. Mine's Capricorn. Um, I do not have a traditional taste in interior decor. I'm very eclectic with my tastes. And I, conversative attitude towards family and therefore shoulder an enormous amount of responsibility. I mean, I do because I'm a, because I'm a single mom, but at the same time, I, I really would rather just give it all to both. Like mom, you deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I, I mean, I'm 40 years old, but damn it. I just want to, I want to be four again because I'm like, mom, you deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> I don't want to adult. Yeah, I I kind of feel like my IC was like not completely right. I mean, like kind of like what you were saying, Mary. I kind of feel like it's somewhat right, but not completely right either. Because mine is apparently Sagittarius, and it says that like I like frequently, I like to move frequently, or my domestic life is shaped by strong religious principles. I mean, the moving is definitely not right. But I could sort of see the religious thing because, like, I was raised Catholic, um, and oh. I am, and um, I happen to f- be more of a agnostic slash spiritual type of person versus being particularly adherent with you know established religion per se. So, so it's kind of like, eh, sort of, sort of not right for me um okay so just to go through this quickly so the other planets you like i was saying earlier you have mercury venus mars jupiter saturn uranus neptune pluto so the way you have to look at it is that um you know since those planets were all named after roman uh gods you you, these planets have similar representation as what the job titles of those gods were if you will so it's pretty easy to like understand what they represent so mercury as the messenger god as you would imagine Mm -hmm. this your mercury sign is a representation of how you communicate and process information like what do you have a tendency to think about a lot um venus the love goddess is a reflection on your romantic tendencies. Um, how do you respond to uh, the finer things in life, uh, beauty, art, etc.? Um, also, some interesting little facts to mention. The Venus sign is also um, useful when you're doing astrology for asking the question of like, you know, who is, who's your ideal romantic partner? Venus is the planet of your spouse, if you happen to be male. And what's interesting is that it doesn't have, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be only heterosexual males to use Venus in that way. Um, You could definitely be LGBTQ and use Venus as a representation of your 
ideal romantic partner um in that interpretation um what's interesting is like for for women in a similar way you actually can use the planet jupiter which i will get to um so mars is the god of war so what motivates you into action that's what mars represent your mars sign represents um it's also interesting is that whichever house uh mars the planet is located in your chart is also a representation of what theme or aspect of your life that you really want to deep dive put your energy into um exploring um jupiter represents um, the manner in which you expand your horizons and how you experience the world. And like I said earlier, when you're doing romantic, romance-related astrology, Jupiter represents your partner, uh, if you're a woman. Um, and also, a little another fact is that the house that Jupiter is located in represents what aspect of your life you will get the most bounty and benefit of. Um, okay, so Saturn as a planet represents certain issues or themes that you feel you are inadequate in or you have limitations in. So it's like the thing that you have your personal struggles with. That is what, you know, you, you need to work on. And um, just, right, and just as the moon represents your mom energy, Saturn apparently represents your father, which I thought was kind of um interesting um so the final three planets they are generational planets which means that you know just as they take a long time to go through their whole revolution around the sun it takes a long time for them to move between signs so people born within certain time periods um collectively will have the same signs so it's a reflection of what people of your astrological generation reacts to certain things so uranus represents individuality and rebellion um neptune represents fantasy and idealism and pluto is how do you approach to life changing events so as the three of us happen to be relatively close in age we do actually share some of these three signs with each other so you know mm-hmm which which is probably part of the reason why we also get along. Because <laughs> we get each other. Probably. <laughs> um, okay. So the next section we'll get to are the twelve the actual twelve signs of the zodiac. Um, many of you are probably familiar with it, um with what these things are, but just to quickly go over them. They are in order, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. You are one of these 12. Um, so you have to combine all of these planets and signs that I talked about earlier and figure out which of these 12 signs all those things fall into. And you kind of interpret like what, you know, these things mean, like what bits of your personality are involved in all these things um so as we said earlier in the beginning of the episode like you two especially since i did your reports for you um you more or less thought like spooky yeah (laughs) well even like now because like you know like you going through those you know other uh, like the planets and stuff like that and like as you were explaining certain things like I was looking to see like you know what house or whatever and like again it just freaked me out even more because like the one you know the stuff that like I feel like I'm lacking in it's like when I looked at what house that planet it like it's the stuff that I really do feel like I'm lacking and like it's creepy it's it's oh you mean like the Saturn yeah yeah yeah, I mean, you know, wh- when people, like, start getting into this, like, they think of, you know, things like the big three, which are obviously very important because, you know, they are a good chunk of who you are as a person. 
But what's also interesting, like I was saying before, is that it's also good to look at what where do the other planets fit in because it does bring up some interesting things about your own personality, um, your internal life that you may or may not realize. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, my Saturn happens to be in the third house, which I will get to uh, in a bit. What's What is the deal with the houses? But mine happens to be in the third house, and it says here, you seem to work harder than most people at learning basic communication skills. You may feel that you didn't get an, as much formal education as you wanted or needed. Or you may have gotten an early education which wasn't to your liking. That, I have to admit, that did get a little weird because that is somewhat true for me because um, as a kid, I didn't get that much interaction with other children on a regular basis until I went to kindergarten. So when I was in kindergarten, I barely talked to anybody. I mean... My mom told me much later that my teacher at the time actually asked her if I actually understand English because I would just not talk to anybody um, because I just didn't know how to really interact with people that much because my parents were both working full-time jobs and uh, playdates were not really a thing back then and most of my cousins are either a lot older than me or they didn't immigrate to the U.S. yet. So I did not have a lot of exposure to other children, like I said, until kindergarten. So I had a hard time talking, communicating with people. Yeah. So that was a bit, that was a bit spooky for me too. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was weird, at least. At any rate, so since you mentioned it, Sam, um, the houses. So what is the deal with these houses? So. In a birth chart, uh, it's divided into 12 houses, and each house represents certain themes or aspects of life. Um, and incidentally, each house coincidentally also um, kind of syncs up with each of the 12 signs of the zodiac. So the first house corresponds with similar traits um, and themes as aries as an example um so just to quickly go over so the first house is the ego surface appearance and location of the rising sign which is what i mentioned earlier uh the, what the significance of the rising sign is so the second house is the theme is money material possessions your values the third house is short journeys, primary education, siblings, writing, communication, which, like I was saying before, you know, the first house corresponds with Aries. This third house corresponds with Gemini because those themes I was just reading out are things of interest to Geminis in general. Uh, wouldn't you agree, Sam? Yep. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> So the fourth house is home, parents, psychological roots, end of life, which, like I was saying earlier about the IC sign, usually the IC sign is whatever sign is in your fourth house. Um, the fifth house represents romance, children, creativity, leisure, games of chance. The sixth house is work, health, service, duty, self-improvement. Seventh house is partnerships in general, including marriage, which is why if you're doing astrology uh, in terms of romance, you know, who is my ideal partner, that sort of thing, what sign is located in the seventh house and what planets are located in the seventh house matter a lot. Um, they matter a lot. Um even if there are no planets located in the seventh house, the sign in there is pretty significant because it gives you some clues as to what type of traits uh, you are looking for in a partner or also what type of traits your ideal partner has, you know, one of those things. 
Um, the eighth house is sex, death, regeneration, money, transformation. Ninth is travel, philosophy, religion, law, publishing, higher education. The tenth is career, reputation, status, public image. Which, when we talked about the midheaven earlier, there you go. Midheaven is in is the sign of the tenth house. Eleventh house is friends, groups, hopes, wishes. Twelfth is seclusion, secret, spirituality, self-sabotage, intuitions, and the clandestine. Um, yeah. So when you establish, okay, your your birth chart, you need to know what signs are located in which house. And then if you have planets located in particular houses, what that means is is that those particular themes, you know, that these houses represent, they are important issues for you. So it's like if you have planets located in, like, say, your sixth house, which is the house of work, health, service, duty, self-improvement, it means those particular issues are important to you. So your career matters to you um, in, you know, in the sixth house, but also the same thing in the tenth house, which is also a career, reputation, status, public image, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So overall, you guys, like when you were looking at your charts and stuff, like, I know it's a bit tricky for you, Mary, but did you kind of feel like when it, when, you know, it said that like these particular plants are located in certain houses that like those were issues that did actually matter to you to some degree in particular. Yeah. I mean, as, as you were going through it, cause you know, like I am still learning, you know, even though you, you did this, I didn't know obviously everything, but like, as you were going through like the planets or whatever, and I'm looking back at the, uh, document that you sent us about everything and I'm like looking to see what what house is on what planet and each time I was just like oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> so um yeah pretty much yeah. like the one I was talking about with I, I Saturn really did, my, mine's the 10th house all those things are like some of like the things that like you know keep me up at night so it's like it, it that just floored me for Mary, let's see. Your sun is in the fourth house. You got your moon in the tenth. You have Mercury also in the fourth house. So fourth, tenth, third, twelfth. You have some planets in the first, second, third. So yeah. basically, are you saying I have planets in almost every house there is? I think not quite. It, it seems like yours is mostly focused on the first. Four. Um, yeah, most of your plants are pretty close together, actually. Most of them are in 12th, 1 to 4, and 10th. Huh. Which is which is interesting. So that basically said means that like, okay, your your fur your your surface, your ego, you know, how do you appear to people? Uh, money and material possessions, uh, communication, education, your family, um, career reputation, and the spiritual. Those are apparently things that matter to you in particular, apparently. Family especially, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah, because like, I did notice, like, in yours... There were a few plants that were in four and one. So Yeah, I will say family is a family is a big one. And not just because I'm a single mom, it's because I'm adopted. So not really knowing who my family is. I mean, my adoptive family is my family, but like birth family, not knowing that kind of it's it it kind of weighs on you. Yeah. So by coincidence, it's not completely far off. That, no. You know, these, are happen these happen to be things that matter to you most. With each of the signs, as in, you know, Aries, Taurus, etc., there are certain descriptions of, like, what those things are like. Now, it's very, it's, it, 
you know, it's pretty easy for you guys listening to this episode to like look it up for yourselves because there's tons and tons of websites where they will describe and explain everything about Aries, about Cancer, about Leo, etc. Um, but I, I'm just gonna bring up like a few interesting, a couple of interesting things to note when you're looking these things up, especially if you just want to start off with like, what is my sun sign? Like, who am I deep down inside? Right. So one thing that comes up in the descriptions are like the polarities, which is yin or yang. So yang represents positive, extroverted, objective, assertive. Yin represents negative, introverted, subjective, receptive. So basically, you know, are you introvert, extroverted, you know? Um, Then there are the modalities, which are cardinal, fixed, mutable. So cardinal signs are the enterprising initiators and, you know, they want to go out and do things, okay? Um, And there happens to be four signs that are cardinal. The fixed signs are the types who want to preserve, solidify all the work that... So if somebody initiates the action, somebody wants to really make it, you know, wants to organize it and make it a thing you know actually make it make it a thing that happens and succeeds um also fixed uh signs happen to be tenacious focused and determined people mutable um signs are flexible variable adaptable and adjustable so and um by funny coincidence so, uh, Sam and I happen to be mutable signs, and, uh, Mary is a fixed sign. So. Why does that not surprise me? <laughs> so you feel that's accurate? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah. <laughs> that's not always a bad thing. I mean, you know, somebody has to, like, put us in our place. <laughs> yeah, you, you you ladies have never actually seen or heard my um temper. And I I'm very I my my daughter gets it honestly because she's an extremely stubborn little child, but she gets it honestly because I'm an extremely stubborn adult. <laughs> um bullheaded is, is the way some people have uh referred to me as I'm very bullheaded. I, I, I get that from the Leo side. <laughs> well, Aquarius is also a fixed sign. It, it is, but Aquariuses are tend to be more more ethereal with their. You that know, is true. This is true. Leos don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I said I, I fit the Aquarius in some things, but other things, it's that moon sign is just. Shining on through, and that's that Leo. That's that Leo sign in me. They're 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 they got a they, they're a little uh little little um little bit more, just 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 a little bit. Yeah. But you ladies have never seen that side of me, and I hope to hell you never do. I'll just turn you off. That that works. That that works. We'll talk to you. I, I'm the down, type Mary. of person. Yeah, that I'm the type of person that like just just let me have my moment. Just let me let it out, and then in like ten minutes, you're you'll be like, the fuck? How did she just turn it off? Yeah, that does sound like the Leo Moon there. Uh huh. Because like, right because yeah. as, as as what I'm going to get to next is the elements. <laughs> I'm going to explain why. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I'm going to explain why that Leo uh, moon thing about your temper makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay, so the four elements are, as you imagine, the classical four elements, fire, earth, air, and water. So the fire signs, um, vitality, excitement, intensity. And guess what? Leo is a fire sign. Exactly. <laughs> Does it make does it does 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 it all make sense? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, okay, so Earth is, as you would imagine, stability, common sense, and the ability to get things done. Air signs, intellectual, and enhances social ability, so- sociability. And water signs are emotional and intuition. So, um, knowing those things, like, you know, do, do, does, 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 do things make sense to you now? Like, you know, thinking about like the four elements and how they relate to like some of your signs in your chart, like, does it, does it all like add up to you? <laughs> I'm a genius. That's what it's telling me. <laughs> 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 That's how I'm taking it. So, <laughs> very intellectual. Yeah, I, I, I'm basically a when I have a temper, it's like I come in like a lion, Leo, but I go out like a lamb, <laughs> which might uh, be the Libra in me for my ascendant. Yeah. Because yeah. there are times when my Libra will kind of come through because it does because it says that. You you do anything to avoid conflict. It says you can't bear to be in a hostile environment. That is true. I I absolutely absolutely hate hostility and hostile environments. But I don't necessarily will do. I for the most part I try to avoid conflict, but there are times when it just doesn't happen. Right, which could be again your Leo Moon because you know exactly the, the, because you know. <laughs> Fire signs have a tendency to want to go on the attack and not just sit there. We headbutt up things. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm just like I just want to like hit, I just want to hit something, not like metaphorically hit something, not figuratively hit something. <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. No, I get it. No, I get it. Um. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. Like for me, uh, my moon and my sun are both water signs. I'm a Pisces, Sun, Cancer, Moon, which mm-hmm. um, for some people may may be like, oh God, Liz is like an overly emotional wreck who's like weepy and whatever. Um, and also the the other funny thing is that Cancer Moons are also especially um, known to be very emotional in terms of like uh, one minute I'm one thing, next minute I'm the complete opposite, um, which is kind of interesting because the ruling planet now here's the other thing is that each of the signs will have a ruling planet which means that you know the the quote-unquote energy from those planets if you will uh affect you a lot and so if by coincidence uh one of your signs happens to be in the same sign that they are the ruler of that just makes the energy stronger so cancer happens to have the moon as the uh ruling sign uh ruling planet so as you can imagine having a cancer moon means that i am like even more uh emotional <laughs> like more extremely emotional at times so it's like if i get angry i'm going to get really angry and if I'm sad, I'm gonna get really sad, et cetera. So I get and one last thing before we before we end this. So um when you've established like where your planets are located on this, you know, chart with your 12 houses and your 12 signs and everything, the 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 thing you also have to look at is okay, now that you know where the planets are located. How do the energies of the planets start affecting each other? This is when they, you bring up the things that show up in the reports, which is the major aspects. So what is that about? Well, that basically is a discussion about the relationship between planets. So you got five major ones. You have conjunction, you have sextile, you have square, trine and opposition so conjunction means that you know two planets that you're talking about happen to be just a few degrees of each other so they're pretty close to each other it doesn't necessarily mean they are in the same sign 
Um, so, like, for example, if you happen to be, you know, a Taurus sun and your moon happens to be in Taurus, then, yeah, they are conjunct with each other. But it's also possible that your Taurus sun and your moon is in Aries, but the moon in Aries happens to be just a few degrees, like, very close to transitioning into Taurus. That would still be considered a conjunction. So... Um, in general, planets that are conjunct with each other means that they are able to work harmoniously, more or less, together to create <clears throat> strong, positive energy for certain aspects of your personality or certain aspects of your life. Again, depending on what houses these things are located in. So, you know, what aspect of your life or what theme, you know, is being affected by this energy. Okay, so sextile, um, planets that are sextile to each other, it means you're roughly 60 degrees, you know, in your 360 degree wheel. Um, that is considered a harmonious aspect, so things that are sextile with each other, again, creates positive energy. And then the other one that's also a positive energy relationship is the trine, which means that, again, these two planets are roughly 128, uh, 120 degrees of each other. So the other two I mentioned um, in my list of five, the square and the opposition, are considered hard aspects. It means that um, these two planets, because of the way of where they're positioned in relation to each other, the energies that they're emitting may be causing you issues or problems that you need to either fix or work around um so the square basically means roughly these two planets are about 90 degrees you know apart from each other and as you would imagine opposition means they are completely opposite of each other so like 180 degrees um unfortunately for you two since i am not a professional astrologer i did not do aspects for you guys but you know if you wanted to deep dive more into it um there are a couple of astrologers like i said earlier that i had done a professional chart for like i could recommend those to you too if you were interested and hey i'm happy to put links as well um in the episode description when we post this episode um if in case you guys are interested in that sort of thing as well, you know, having a professional opinion. Um, okay, so I guess, like, overall, what did you guys think? Like, you know, any final thoughts? You know, I I never, you know, obviously, like I said, I, I was always told, like, I'm a true Gemini. Like, I definitely follow a lot of the inner Gemini traits and things like that. That was the only thing I ever really knew until you did this natal chart and it is amazing to see how many things kind of, you know, come through as you're reading it and how true it is and things like that. It, it really was interesting, you know, and ne not that I'm like a huge, like astronomy, you know, person, but it was very, very interesting. So I'm a believer. <laughs> same yeah same. yeah i mean it nothing about any of this should at all make any sense because it's like how does this how does any of this work like what you know what what is all this but i mean you know n not everybody can say that any of this stuff is true for them i mean there are plenty of people who say like uh what are you talking about but you know for the three of us at least uh it may not be a hundred percent accurate but you know a good, good chunk of this stuff is pretty on the ball it's a little weird yeah. um hey and for you listeners if you guys choose to explore any of this for yourselves who knows you may you may be surprised to find out you know all sorts of things that you never thought about yourself before 
Okay, so before we close out, as usual, uh, we have an email address where you can send us questions, comments, uh, criticisms on how to improve our show. Um, you can email us at threefatesdecide at gmail.com. It's the title of our podcast, all in one word, and the three is spelt out. And you can also reach us on Instagram at threefatesdecide. The three is spelled out. And feel free to send us DMs. Let us know what you think. We love feedback. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch us next time. And see what we're going to talk about. Because the three fates decide.